Iowa everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We recommend listening to the CW pod with a glass of Steeple Ridge bourbon. Mm. Grown, distilled, well-rested, and bottled in Erling, Iowa. Now, from the Channel Seed Studios, this is the CW Pod, fueled by Steeple Ridge. And hello, welcome to this week's CW Pod on Iowa Everywhere. My name is Chris Williams, and we are presented, as always, by our friends at Steeple Ridge bourbon whiskey oh baby i want to give a congratulations to my buddy pat hoffman from the lonely oak distillery they were recently named by the american craft spirits association aka the acsa in st louis lonely oak was named iowa's the steeple ridge that is iowa's best craft whiskey and i'm not surprised this stuff is phenomenal if you're watching us on the youtube We've got the white label. We've got my favorite, the black label. And then this one I still haven't opened up, but I need to. It is the Sweet Mash Rye. I might take this back home and watch the Braves with it. I need to stop doing these CW pods in the morning because I want to drink these when I'm sitting here staring at these beautiful bottles. Uh, but I just... The the whole like whiskey on your breath walking around all day at the office seems a little bit frowned upon, but maybe not. How are you, Aiden Wyatt? Intern Aiden is in today. I'm here. I don't like it on this side of the camera. I like being back there in my <laughs> corner. So here's what we're going to do. Aiden has been completing his internship at Iowa Everywhere. Uh, when did you start? You started in June, right? Technically, yes. But, but you I were like hanging around earlier. December yeah, yeah. of last year. Yeah, you've been around for a while. And Aiden's got to do a project where he interviews me to complete his internship. So I this thought... This is actually for a different class, but... Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. I thought, well, why don't we just do that on a CW pod? Because we can talk more... I'm assuming we're going to talk more about like Iowa Everywhere and what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And that this would be actually interesting for our audience. That's my assumption. I hope so. I don't know where we're going with this people. Okay. The assignment was interview your hero. So <laughs> God wasn't a, is Albert Pujols not available? <laughs> he would not be in the top 15. I know. For me. He's a big Cubs fan. That was a, that was a joke. He, he broke your heart many, 
many a times. So let's do it. What do we want to talk about today? So just to kind of preface this, pretty much just supposed to ask you about your job, <laughs> I guess. God. But sure this you want to do that? A little... This is going to be way more than anyone else puts into this assignment, I have a feeling. Okay, good. So well, hopefully we'll we can get you an A. A little bit outside of that, but... So you don't want me swearing? None of that. Care. Who's the teacher? Uh, the instructor is... Anybody I know? Probably not. Okay, yeah. yeah, don't worry about it. Most of those professors from when I was at Iowa State are long gone. They just think that you're some media hack now? <sighs> well, That's fair. would they be wrong? All right. If somebody called me a hack, would they be wrong? Answer no. the question. Thank you. So All I right. just want to start with your journey yeah. to Iowa everywhere slash Cyclone Fanatic, I guess. Mm -hmm. From the beginning. like Yeah. So like when I was a kid, even? Mm -hmm. I want it all. Um, so when did I know like I wanted to be in this field? Yeah. Basically. Mm -hmm. I uh, Honestly, I didn't. I knew I wanted to like. I didn't know I wanted to be in like media or journalism per se. I think I knew that I liked talking and that I was decent at it. I did I was I, I did a lot of acting in like theater in high school. To be honest, where it all started for me, I was like every kid in Southwest Iowa who they thought they were I thought I was gonna be the next LeBron. Right? Like we're all idiots at that age. And I hurt this shoulder a bunch of times. Like it just kept hurting my left shoulder. And it just like it was maddening because like every every time I get it fixed, then I'd hurt it again. And like it it got to a point where it just really was really having a negative impact on my like it hurt all the time. It still does to this day. Like I I'm gonna have to have another surgery on it later this year, probably. Um but it was kind of at that point, I would say my freshman year in high school, even because I had heard it a bunch in middle school where I kind of decided like, okay, I'm probably not going to be Mickey Mantle. And I started doing theater. I had a, a teacher named Mr. Balster who still impacts my life to this day. And he encouraged me to try out for the school play, which in Clorinda, believe it or not, was like a huge deal. They had a really good theater department. They, you know, all that stuff. And I, I started doing that and realized that I really enjoyed the, um, you know, projecting something to onto other people. I thought of, I liked broadcasting, but then it, you know, I wasn't even a journalism. I thought I was going to get into media, but I was a theater major when I got to college. I thought I was mm -hmm. going to be, then I thought I was going to be Tom Hanks. Right. But I didn't like it in college. I, I didn't, I did one play and I just, I really knew I still love sports and that's what I wanted to do. And I got into journalism school and I don't know. I, I, I guess you could say I've been a guy who's never really fit in anywhere. I don't think I fit in there either because everything was about newspapers and magazines mm -hmm. and TV stations. And, and I was obsessed with these fan websites and I was like, I was always on rivals and scout and, and that was, that was my thing. So I, I kind of, instead of, you know, writing for the school newspaper and stuff like most people did, I was trying to get a job at the, uh, one of the local team sites and I did and started doing that full time actually as a sophomore in college. I was the publisher of cyclonenation.com, which is a joke Like I had no business like doing real journalism and like it, it looking back at it, like how bad I, I, I was at that, but 
it taught me a lot about like the community aspect of all this thing. And it's bigger than you. And, um, you know, Dan McCartney was a really good influence on me, like knocked me down a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, worked with a lot of like Randy Peterson was always taking me under his wing. Sean Keeler was like that with the Des Moines register and, um, Keith Murphy for sure. He's, he's kind of like my guy, right? I, I lean on Keith for everything still to this day. He's like a dad to me in this business. So, yeah, I just, I, I always tell people, I don't, I don't know what I would do if I don't do this. Cause I don't know anything else. It's like there, I never set out to be, to do this. It just kind of like fell into me and it just kind of happened. And I, I can't really put forth a time when it, when I was like, Oh, I want to do the fan site thing, but it, it just happened. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of bumps along the way. I mean, I'm trying to explain 25 years to you in, in a five minute answer here which is difficult but yeah i always tell people like with um with nascar (laughs) here we go going to nascar right all over the place but like if you want to start watching the sport like you can't just pick out a favorite driver because you won't be passionate about it like the Mm -hmm. driver's got to pick you and for some reason this industry picked me and i've thought about leaving it multiple times and i just can't so here we are today what was your uh like welcome to the league moment. I'm talking like running a slant over the middle and then Ray Lewis. <laughs> well, definitely McCarney putting me in my place a bunch of times when I was a kid. I, th- there was one moment, like I covered recruiting. Okay. So I was working for scout.com and I really didn't have a mentor there. I, there was a guy who owned the website who, to be honest, wasn't a good guy. Like I, I wasn't in a very good spot. This guy was in it for wrong reasons. He wasn't helping me in journalism. So my, I guess what I'm trying to say is I made a lot of mistakes that, you know, you would like to hope if you had somebody teaching you, you wouldn't have made, but it was with recruiting coverage. You know, I, I would, I I was just such a renegade out there and I was aggressive and I was hard and I, I went after everything and you'd burn people. You know, I, I don't think I was like a bad, like unethical journalist mm-hmm. at all, but like me and McCarney had run-ins where, cause back in the day, Aiden, you could go to practice. All the practices were open and you'd sit there and like, there's certain things that you're not supposed to like, if a guy gets hurt, it's like an unwritten rule. You're right. not supposed to just go, well, this is before Twitter. Keep in mind. Actually, Bloom, it was really Bloom that got us in trouble for the first time, believe it or not, because Bloom was like my top columnist. This, what a joke looking back at this. But we reported on a guy's injury and probably got a little bit too specific, and McCarney was just pissed. Like, and like I don't even think we did anything wrong to this day, but like I didn't understand like the value of relationships and not screwing people over and and that type. I was all about getting the story. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a totally, if you could put yourself in like a 20 year old shoes, which you can, you're the least egotistical person. You and Matt Van Winkle, I've told you that a million times, never change. But I wasn't like that at that age. Like I wanted to win every story. I was going to step on whoever I needed to step on. And McCarney calling me a couple of times and telling me I was a slap dick. (laughs) <laughs> that was a welcome to the welcome to the show moment like don't be an idiot type thing so on the flip side what was kind of the moment where you 
maybe you realize you made it. Ooh. Um, making it and being there are different. Like, like making it or being there would be like, I write for the Iowa state daily and I'm sitting courtside at the, um, at the NCAA tournament. Like, and, and that's great. Those young people deserve all those opportunities. It's how they learn. I'm not, but you didn't really make it right. Like making mm-hmm. it to me was okay. So I did all this in college and then I tore myself back down and I went back and did small town radio in Shenandoah for three years, which is the best thing ever happened to me. I needed that time to step away from it. And cause again, nobody really taught me anything. Like I, I was just this dumb kid who didn't know anything about journalism, trying to do this on my own. And I think I did okay, but it, it wasn't, it's not work that I'm proud of. So I go back there and come back here to do Cyclone Fanatic with Jason, Matt, and Brian. And we're, we're starting this new company. This message board exists, but it's not a media entity. It's not what we wanted it to be. I think when I thought I made it was the first time we got, you know, a monthly statement and we were making money and not losing money. And it was like, we're actually creating something here. That's like real. That's not just like a hobby. Right. Type thing. It was always to me, like, that's when I felt like I belonged because especially now everybody has Twitter. Everybody can give their opinions. It doesn't mean you're, you know, that doesn't mean you've made it. Like to me, like we, we, we self made this thing and it was like, Oh, we're actually profitable now. You probably thought I was going to say like, Oh, I covered a Super Bowl." No, it wasn't, it wasn't really that it, 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 it was all about, cause I wanted to prove myself to those guys that I was more than just this blogger mm-hmm. that I could create this, um, with their help, obviously that we could create this entity that really was not a, like you didn't do independent websites back then. It was either your rival site or you were a scout site and, and that was it. And here we were at this small power five school. It's not like Iowa state has a fan base like Georgia's and that first month where it was like, Hey, you know, we're looking at the books going forward and it's like, we're in the black. It's like, we kind of, now we're, we're actually in the show, you know, which to me was a big deal. Cause it was, I, I had proven myself, I think is more than just a loud mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you already kind of touched on it, but I mean, I have all these questions written down. You've already mentioned like three of them. Maybe that's just being around you and knowing how your brain works. But I'm loud, and I and you you just interrupt me if you want me to stop. No, you're good. Uh, I want you to talk about the value of relationships in the business or in life, I guess. Yeah, well, it's the most important thing. It's it's everything. I mean, look at like maybe look at Woj or Adam Schefter, right? Like these guys are are they better broadcasters or writers than? anybody else maybe i mean they're they're good but like why are they who they are why does a woge bomb happen because he's built relationships with all these people and you know at the end of the day that's that's all that matters in our field like there's so many talented writers and there's so many talented podcasters they're everywhere like i would put myself like i'm like average i i truly believe that bloom is elite. Bloom is the best writer I've ever been around. 
Okay. Um, I, I always, um, strive to be bloom, but I couldn't do it. Cause I don't have the talent. Like, so to me, like he already had that, so he could do this. Like for me, Sean Keeler was like that. I had to do it like the old fashioned way where you just grind and, and you build up those relationships. That's the most fun part of this thing for me is when I'm watching Tom Herman coach at Florida Atlantic and I'm watching Daniel Robinson at Cleveland state. And now Alex Golish is at South Florida. I love that. Like, that's what makes it so like watching, you know, Monte in the NBA and George. And like, it's like you built all these great relationships and you get to watch them succeed over time. And like the biggest thing to me is I was trying to tell you guys, like at the end of the day, we don't matter. We just don't like the fans who are watching or listening, like they just want the team to win. And I would like to think that when this is all over, I'll still have relationships, right? There's always something to, mm-hmm. to fall back on. And like, to me, if you don't have that, then, then what are you, what are you doing? Anybody can do this and anybody can be a dick and anybody can talk and people will find somebody out there will find you entertaining. But to me, like there's so many options for all this stuff. There's so many, you have to give them a reason to care about what you're doing and building that community with those relationships is to me, like it's the base of what we do. It's the base of our entire business. And if you don't do that, then you're just another loud mouth, which is not, I hope that that's not what people think about us. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I, I hope that it's, it's long lasting. And uh, I'm hopeful that when we do this, it makes people's day. You know, I want to like, I want to strive to like make people's days better, not tear them down and just be pissy all the time. Uh, kind of moving a little bit away from that, but what's your why? Mm. Why do I do this? Sure. However you want to take that. Oh man, that's loaded. Um, I guess it's, it started to me and it, it probably still is to be honest. Like I, when I was at KMA, I, I was trying to get job. like the Ames Tribune didn't hire me. The Newton newspaper told me I wasn't professional enough or whatever. Cause I hadn't, I had never worked for a newspaper, right? Like mm-hmm. they were looking for these old journeymen, like the Knoxville radio station turned me down. And so like, I, I, I developed a real chip on my shoulder and that was my why for the longest time. Cause I wanted to walk into every press conference and be like, fuck you. You know, you didn't hire me. Just a kid who listened to Tupac, <laughs> the yeah. chip on his shoulder. Yes. But that was it. Honestly, like I, I'm very competitive as you know, since, since you've worked with us, like I'm very competitive. Um, and that, and now I guess it kind of fuels me that we're independent and we're just kind of doing this thing in this world of mm-hmm. all these media conglomerates. And I think it's important though, like especially the Iowa everywhere thing. Psycho and fanatic has been around a long time. We are what we are at this point. People know that, but like Iowa everywhere, like I, I think it's really important for our state. We don't have enough people for these giant media companies to keep putting money into our state. They're just not going to. And if they, if somebody quits, they're going to hire somebody else for half their salary or that's if the person gets replaced at all. And I I just don't see that changing until we have more locally owned media. That was why 
we started Iowa everywhere. That so that yeah, that that's it. That's a very like now, of course, there's like the prove to your girls you can do anything you want mm-hmm. and that type of thing. And, you know, a big part for me, too, is like we with, with Psycho and Fanatic, like more so than Iowa everywhere, just because it hasn't been around as long. But like when you walk around Jack Trice on a Saturday and, you know, thousands of people, that's kind of my why now, because it's it's more than just like a job. It's like I, I've met all these incredible people like in. And that's the, we were out at Mickey's the other night. <laughs> we were out at Mickey's. People knew you, and like that's what's fun for me is to be able to build, keep building on those relationships. What's your best life advice for a twenty-two-year-old? Mm. Actually, let's start with best Li- work advice. The best work advice is to I have two things: do your job. So, like, if you say you're going to do something, do it, and then. Um, what's so funny about this is me and Otz were just talking about this on a pod that we did this week, but you need to, it doesn't matter if you're a janitor or like you need to make yourself invaluable in, in whatever you do, because especially in media, like everybody cuts are always being made and like, you gotta be at a point where like you're like whatever company you work for won't survive if you're gone. Right. Like you've done that. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're hiring you, you know, um, but like make it so your bosses and make sure that they know you as a human. Right. Like if you never talk to the guy who signs your checks, that's a problem. Like if he doesn't resonate that or, or, or her, I'm sorry. I'm thinking in our case, it's a he. Um but they, they got to have that human relationship with you and just be invaluable. And if you do that, you're always going to land on your feet, no matter what. I'm glad you said that because John Walters actually gave me that advice. Oh, really? It, like goes through my head every day since he said that. So yeah. And like, you know, you just every, that's another thing too. I think young people think, and I I've learned this along the way with myself Young people always think that, oh man, if I leave that company, they are so screwed. Most of the time, that's not the case. Sometimes it is, but like most of the time, that's simply not, you're not as valuable as you think you are. So make yourself more valuable, if that makes sense. I mean, that's kind of, you know, I started here doing, I think just one show, just me and Sage. Oh, we'd be so screwed if you left now. And then you were just kind of like, hey, you know how to do this, right? Can you do it for them? Yeah. Right, how about for these guys? Yeah, all right. And, you know, and look, you turn it into a job, right? Which I'm extremely thankful for. And there's not there's not a lot of kids in journalism that have a job lined up the second in a good one. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, yeah. you're gonna have a you're you're gonna be paid well. You're gonna you're gonna have benefits, but you've earned that. Like it, it hasn't been like oh, Chris is doing me a favor. Like right. we wouldn't be able to survive if you moved away. I appreciate you saying that. It's the truth. Yeah, I, f- I feel kind of bad because I get asked all the time, like, how do you get a job with Chris Williams? How do you get to work with him? Like, But you did it the lucky. right way. Like, you you met me, and I'm not as... Re- I need to be better at being responsive, but I can be a hard guy to get a hold of sometimes. And, like, we just kept bumping into each other, and you kept... Mm-hmm. You weren't annoying. You did it, you know, in, like, in like a really tactful way, and, and here we are at Mickey's on a Friday night. Exactly. Night. Living the dream. So let's move on to the best life advice you have for... 22 year old. Well, I, I actually think it's 
I think it's similar. Um, lower your, whatever you think of yourself, take it down about three notches. I just think we all, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too. Like we're all so self-centered, especially with like, I see it all the time with social media. There's there, you know, there's a certain handful of humans that just like, they live off of getting notifications and, you know, and, and like, I, I just think that like, well, we're all important, but again, like, I, I think if you can set the tone that people don't care about you as much as you think that they do, this goes for anybody in life. Like that guy's got his own problems. Right. And you know, Oh, you, you blew a tire in your car today. Yeah. The guy across the street's daughter may have cancer. So like, just find that level of like, I started reading about stoicism. You know what that is? Heard the term. I started doing that about a year and a half ago. I had like a mental breakdown like three, three, four years ago. Like legit, it was horrible. And the stoicism thing has been really benefit because it just levels you out. Yeah. So I've heard a different term, apathia. Okay. It's the exact same thing. Oh, okay. So that's kind of my. Yeah. And, and that not that your problems aren't important. Mm-hmm. Like everybody has problems and they are important. And we all like, we all need to be respectful of each other, but like, I'm just saying most people don't care. So you've got to like be able to find that. <laughs> and, and, and I would also say to find a circle of friends and family and it doesn't have to be huge. Cause I, I fell into that where I, when I was in my twenties and it's just like, I have to like see all these people all the time and all the, like, Man, you get like you just have to lower your expectations of other humans. God, that's such a terrible thing to say. It's dark. Well, and is that's that bad? Word. No. I'm just trying to lower because- your expectations and then the light you're entire Okay, okay. So do you think that when I say lower your expectations, it's like you don't need the brand new car. If you've lowered your expectations, you're going to be okay with the mm-hmm. smaller car payment or not having one. Right. If your expectation is to live in a mansion, you're probably going to be disappointed and unhappy the rest of your life. Yeah, like I don't you, think you're trying to say like everyone just go be sad. No, all the time. no. I'm saying like with like your your husband or wife. Like if you expect them to be perfect and the exact human that is meant for you, you're probably going to be disappointed. And guess what? You're not going to be that for them either. So like middle ground, gray area, lower your expectations. Just try and try and smile a little bit more. It's good advice. Especially now with social media and you go on Instagram and like, you know, you know, people aren't posting like, God, you know what? It's been a hell of a week. I'm behind on my mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my kid's getting bad grades. Um, my, my, my wife cheated on me. People don't do that. Like you, you log on to these things and everybody's lives are perfect, which isn't real. It's fair. God, such a negative Nancy. <laughs> so kind of sticking with that. Hey, I'm a 22 year old. I want to hear everything that you thought when you were 22. Mm-hmm. How do you think your values in life have changed from 22 to being 39? Yeah. 39. Now? Yeah. Well, my daughters have changed everything. You know, that's first and foremost, we, we really struggled to have them. We, um, we did a lot of infertility treatments, did in vitro for one of them. Uh, just had an apps. I didn't necessarily know if I believed in miracles until Cameron was born. Cause that, 
that was the most incredible surprise of my life. We have been trying for like years to have her told we couldn't have kids. And all of a sudden, you know, she's there. So like you, you just start to, again, like when I was 22, I lived life strictly through the prism of like, what can I do today for myself to, to make it better. And at 39, like you wake up and not only am I thinking about, um, Cameron and Elise and Ashley, I'm thinking about you and Jacqueline and Connor and right, like you, you have all these other people that rely on you, that you care about, that you want to do what's best for. And you, you don't always show it perfectly. It's not like, I'm not, I'm not like the perfect dad or husband or, but you gotta like, you gotta try. And you, that's the biggest thing for me. I mean, I, I'm still a selfish prick sometimes. Like I totally understand that. And I'm, but you strive to not be, that's the biggest thing for me. Like I, all I cared about when I was 20 was work because I was a total workaholic, which I still am, but, but you can focus it in a different area where, you know, instead of trying to break every story, which is great. I, I hope young journalists out there are trying to do that too, but you can maybe raise some money for charity at the same time mm-hmm. or, you know, what, what can we do to make this, this young person's life better? Like those types of things. So let's kind of step away from, from your personal stuff here. All right. Let's talk about the future Iowa everywhere. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Great question. Because I have people ask me all the time. Well, first of all, let's start with how would you describe Iowa everywhere? Because I kind of have a tough time describing it to people. So do I. Just because, you know, it's kind of a sports media company, but at the same time, it's not totally a sports media we, company. We started now. with sports because that's what we know. Right. Um, especially when we, we knew... To be honest, we weren't even going to... Iowa Everywhere was not... People think when I left KXNO that I was going to start this. That was not the case. Like, I I had not come with the, up with that idea yet. Hassel and I had talked. Hassel and I have wanted to do a show together for 15 years. Okay, like, so this didn't just come out of nowhere. Uh, same with me and John Miller. Okay, so my idea was that I would leave KXNO and just chill for a while because I needed it. I, I needed like the days of the grind of local radio is, is really hard to describe. And and I know there's people out there. Oh, you talk about sports for two hours. Yeah. But there's so much more to it than that. And then, you know, we got laid off the one time and like the vibe was just different and, I'd gotten really burnt out and I was just not like in a good mental spot when I left there. The idea was that I would start doing like some more podcasting with Hassel and, and whoever else and make a little bit of side money to make up for the income that I had lost with KXNO. I met with John Liebel who does sales for us and is one of our business partners in Iowa everywhere and the thing kept growing and we got to the point where I'm a digital media guy. I always have been, even when I was doing radio, like I just, I, I'm passionate about like the digital delivery of things. And this thing kept growing. And I guess I would say right now, like, I don't know where we're going to go because it is, it changes by the day, like what we are and the, and that's the whole point of the company is that's why we call it Iowa everywhere is we're going to be everywhere. Twitter might blow up tomorrow and we're going to, all right, we'll be wherever, you know, Mm -hmm. um, 
like they've made me do this TikTok thing and I, I, I still don't get it, but you know, Chase does a great job running Absolutely. our, running our TikTok page. I, I hate TikTok. I don't ever get on it, but you guys tell me I need to be there. So I'm there. Um, but like, I, I have this vision for us to be, you know, not only we brought Amber on to do the weather, which has always been a dream of mine because Iowans love sports and weather. Damn it. I can't wait until there's like snowstorms coming and we're going live with Amber. We right. brought her on like not at an exciting weather yeah. time, but I, I think that's going to really grow. And the lifestyle aspect of this, you know, we've brought on Steeple Ridge and I'm doing a lot more lifestyle stuff on this CW pod. That's, this is the one show I guess I'm probably the most passionate about. Like two guys is a blast. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I have this, like, I want to bring on, like, I'm going to bring on a ghost hunter in a couple weeks for Halloween. I want to bring on, you know, and just do fun stuff. People have asked do you, like, are you going to get into hard news? I don't know. It's probably not on my radar right now because I don't think we can do it well. That's why we started with sports. I knew we could do it well. And I knew there would be a following there. And then we're going to see what else we grow to. But I think what's interesting about what we do is probably not that interesting to most of the audience, but it's how we do custom stuff for our partners, for our advertisers. It's, it's so different than any other media entity, how we integrate not not any entity, but how, um, you know, locally probably because of our independence and we can just do whatever we want with these partners. Like what we've been able to do with Channel Seed and Fairway and the Meat Box and, you know, all that good stuff. So I, I would kind of say in a weird way, it's like Barstool Sports in Iowa is... Some people aren't going to like that. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Like, but, but it's the same type deal. It's right. sports, it's pop culture. It's, but it's content, baby. Yeah. And it's all digital. We don't have any plans to have a TV show. Like if we're going to do that, we're going to, our, our YouTube numbers keep exploding. You know, like we're just going to, whatever we do, I want to do it. Well, I don't want to be like, oh, we're just going to half ass right. into covering the capital. Like, ah, eh. plus everything's so divisive. I, I don't want us to be like that. Makes sense. That's a hodgepodge answer, but I, I'll be honest. Like, I don't know exactly where this thing is going, but we're going to ride the wave and hopefully make smart decisions as we go along. That's about all I have for questions. So if you have anything for me. Hmm. What, what, what surprised you the most in the last year? what did you learn the most in the last year? I think relationships has to be the biggest one. I good. mean, good. Everyone, there's that anything we you to, could take from this. That's it. Yeah. It's like, all right, you need to know that guy and here's why. And pretty much every time you've been right about why you need to know that guy. So, and the whole, don't be a liar and do what you say you're going to do because mm -hmm. all of those guys know each other. Yeah. I mean, so that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned over the last year in terms of everything. What do you think we could do better? At Iowa everywhere. Where do you think we could go? It's a good question. Because I'm normally bouncing stuff off you. It's like you come to me with ideas. I'm like, yeah, we could do that. But. Well, the the one thing I worry about is I'm getting older. And like, I, I, I hate TikTok. I, the, the, the thing I hate about TikTok the most is when I open it, it just yells at me. Why isn't it quiet when you open it? Why don't There's you. There's a setting for that. Oh, is it really? We can figure that out after. 
Yeah. See, that's my entire point. I'm getting older, so I got to have you guys around to keep this thing young. Yeah. I really like the way that we do breaking news videos. When yeah. I can just text you like, hey, give me 90 yeah. seconds on this. And I, I truly think, too, that's going to be the biggest area of growth in the next year. Because it's just so easy to do. You know, I mean, you can send out a tweet or whatever, but you don't get the emotion in a tweet. No. And on top of that, I think we could do more of these emergency type podcasts, too. That's just the, the biggest thing with that is making sure everybody's in place when the news happens. Right. Because it's like. We, the thing about Iowa everywhere that most of these people don't understand, we all have other jobs other than you. Right. Um, what you're going to be, and that's what we really need. We really need you to graduate, so make sure you get your degree. Um, we really need, like, that guy or gal in place to to be able to mobilize that because, like, Hassel could be on set. I could be out running right. errands for Cyclone Fanatic. People also don't realize, like, that I'm very involved with my kids. It's one of the reasons I quit radio so mm -hmm. I could pick them up and I could take them to karate and I could, you know, go and go and do all these things. So, but yeah, as we keep building up our arsenal of influencers is what I call it. Those, those types of videos. And like, to me, like we will probably going to get into the digital only or the, to the social only content at some point too. Cause it, I, I feel like people can only listen to so many podcasts. Right. And that's why I think Iowa Everywhere is kind of different because, I mean, you're talking about Barstool earlier. Our shows aren't necessarily about the facts. It's more about personalities. Yes. And that's exactly what we have so far, I think. Yeah. And, and, and it was built that way. I mean, the Iowa Everywhere in, and even Cyclone Fanatics podcast network, the way that I've built them, it's not necessarily for you to listen to every show on the network, for you, the listener. It's to have a variety of shows that like I, I get that the diehard Iowa fans probably not going to listen to firmly entrenched and that's fine, but we want to have, you know, shows for everybody, but we also want to make it, if you do want to listen to every show, it's not entirely repetitive, right? Mm -hmm. If you listen to every show on both of our networks, there's not a lot of repetition right. and like you can listen to me on two guys named Chris and then listen to Williams and Bloom, totally different shows. Hassel and I are not breaking down, you know, wow, you know, this true freshman on the kick return, man, he is, you know, it's a totally different deal. And we, we've thought through all of this stuff. Now we're not always right, but we're, we're trying to make it so it's there for everybody, but ne not necessarily for everybody all the time. We just gotta, we just gotta keep, I, I think we have a really special thing. I think that the audience has been awesome in like not only with us, but our sponsors, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm fired up, especially for the, I, the first year was a total grind to get this thing off the ground. Now I feel like we finally have our footing and we're, we're really going to have a big year too. Yeah. And I just want to say, I'm really grateful for everyone who listens to everything. And yeah, like it did awesome. This is weird, but someone came up to me when I was in the bookstore at Iowa state a couple weeks ago. And they're like, That's Hey, awesome. you're Aiden Wyatt from Iowa everywhere. Intern Aiden, Fanatic. baby. And that made my day. Great. Like it's good to know someone listens. It to never, this. uh, those people like always feel like you can do that too. Mm -hmm. Cause we love, I love it. I mean, you were with us on Friday night. Like how many pictures did we take? Right. Like, I love it. Like it's cause those people are the reason we have jobs. Right. And if you ever take that for granted, like those relationships are just as important as Matt Campbell and Kirk Ferentz mm -hmm. are probably more important because Matt Campbell and Kirk Ferentz will be gone at some point. Yeah. 
these fans, these Iowa, Iowa State fans are going to be here forever. And if you start to alienate them and you big time them and stuff like that, that's when that's when you've lost it and you should probably just get out of the business and go do something else. Right. That's kind of how I feel at least. I don't know what else I would do. I don't have any other talents. I have no <laughs> other skills. You could go farm. Well, that doesn't mean I'm skillful. I just have a fallback plan, yeah. I guess. I don't have any other. I have nothing else I can do. In we the, take that in. would be. We take you. Okay. I'll just come and farm for your dad. Exactly. Appreciate it. That's good to know. It makes me feel a little bit. I almost did get out of this, though. This I didn't tell you this. It was my second year at KMA. I was starting to apply for law schools. I was getting out of the business right around when Luch and those guys got a hold of me. And You would have gone to law school. Yeah, I was going to go to Drake Law School, I think. Did you get accepted? You hadn't applied I yet? Didn't, I didn't actually do it yet because I was starting the process and all that crap. And it's then, a grind. One of my roommates uh, goes to Marquette now. It's a brutal process. Oh, I, I don't know if I would have made it, to be honest. Like, I, I think I might have, but I, I don't know. I, Because I was, wasn't passionate about it. This is what I'm passionate about. If you're not passionate about that, if you don't want to do that, if you're just doing it as like a fallback, mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to stay up until 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, right. studying. All. It, it's not ex- exhilarating stuff. You got to really... It's like my wife in vet school. I watched her go through that. If you don't want to do that, like if you're just doing this because oh, I grew up on a farm and my dad thinks it'd be good to have a veterinarian around, like, good luck. You gotta like dive into it and be passionate. Like the amount of nights she skipped going out to the bars and stuff like that because she just poured herself into it. And the, any of those specialty, man, that's what you gotta do. And that's what you gotta do with what we've done. Like we've all poured ourselves into this Iowa Everywhere thing. Like John Liebel selling the shit out of it, and like. The amount of hours hassles spent, like, you know, behind the scenes that people don't know about. We would none of us would be here if it weren't for Matt Van Winkle. Yeah. Like He's we didn't taught know taught me close to everything yeah. that I know. We didn't know anything about the video aspect of this. All I ever knew was audio. And Matt, like Matt took it from the start, bull by the horn, not making a dime. We didn't have any money. We're not all these rich people that can just throw thousands of dollars in it. We started this thing from scratch. We had nothing. We had some equipment that Cyclone Fanatic let us use. You know, that was basically how this thing started. And then Van Winkle's just really good with the visual stuff. And then we 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 got you on board and like now we're we're cooking now, baby. Bad news for the haters. <laughs> Bad news for the haters. Well, on that note. If you have recommendations or stuff you guys would like to see, we're always open to ideas. Absolutely, we're not we're not the smartest. No, people I was actually diagnosed at a very young age with shit for brains. So <laughs> that's a Mike Williams type <laughs> comment right there. You good? Yeah, I think we got everything I needed. To. All right, hopefully we get you an A. Fingers crossed. I'm gonna steal this bottle of Lonely Oak Sweet Mash Rye Steeple Ridge. It's the green label. I've never had this before. I've had all of the other stuff that Pat makes, and it's phenomenal. And I'm going to take this home, and I'm going to sip on it tonight as the Braves go into Philadelphia and win game three, hopefully. There you have it. Oh, my God. You should have seen my house the other night. (laughs) We were tomahawk chopping. We were yelling. It was intense. What a freaking comeback. Is Kami old enough to really understand what's going on? Yes. Okay. So what I do before every softball 
game when the Turtles, we watched Chipper Jones highlights on YouTube. And and Cameron walks around going, Chipper Jones. <laughs> no, she gets it. Uh, Elise doesn't. Because I think we had this conversation the other day, like when we first started understanding what sports were. 1991. I think we said like eight or nine years old. Yeah, it was when Kirby Puckett hit the home run. My One of my first sports memories was being heartbroken. Just as God fits, intended. Fits the part. Yeah. Vikings, <laughs> Cyclones, Braves for a long time, but I think we're in a good I think we're in a good spot right now for the next ten years. Yeah. Knock on wood. I it takes something pretty special to screw this thing up. A tiny to the Cubs. <sighs> At least you got to see the World Series, man. That was pretty cool. You know. And I'm not a Cubs fan. I'm not a Cubs hater. But that that was one of my favorite sports moments of all time because I was doing KXNO then and we had such a big relationship mm-hmm. with the Iowa Cubs and, you know, I really, really enjoyed why our show, we never do baseball, but it was all Cubs there for like, right. you know, a month because the city was so engaged mm-hmm. by that. And like, there's, there's nothing like playoff baseball. Baseball is far from my favorite sport. You know, it's probably like fourth on the list. But when when the Braves are in the playoffs, it's my favorite sport in the world to watch. More so than the Vikings, more so than anything Iowa State. Maybe not March Madness. That's a different deal. Right. When the Braves, when the Atlanta Braves are in the playoffs, that is my favorite sport to consume. Yeah, baseball is kind of a niche sport if you think about it. It is now. But when I was growing up, it wasn't. Like, I remember the world series being the biggest sporting event of the year for our Spence. family. I remember watching those old blue Jay teams, the old Philly teams, you know, the Kurt Schilling mm-hmm. bloody sock game. I like we made appointment. To, we watched every pitch together as a family. And that's why I became such a Braves fan. My mom is from South Carolina. She loves the Cox. Shout out. Everybody in the South is a Braves fan. It didn't. And this is before the Florida Marlins. This is before, Tampa didn't have a team. Mm-hmm. The only team down there were the Atlanta Braves. So she grew up with that. We have TBS as a kid. Braves are in the, you know, they're winning all those divisions in a row. It was a huge deal in our house, like when playoff baseball started. And even if they weren't in, like, I I, I mean, I, I'll never forget 95 when they won their World Series. But we would, it was appointment TV, the World Series. You marked it down. You didn't schedule anything else for that night, and you and it was a true worldwide phenomenon. Baseball was, and it's totally different now. And I can tell you, if the Braves lose, and they may lose to the Phillies, I I mean, I'll watch a few pitches, but it's regional for me. It's like once my team's gone, yeah, I'm, I'm like I haven't watched much playoff baseball this year. Yeah, because your team's <laughs> First not in game it. I watched was uh, game two the other night, and you picked a good one. Yeah, but like last year, the Braves got eliminated early, and I. Hardly watched a thing. I watched a little bit of the Dodgers to see Freddie Freeman mm-hmm. play, but I'm past that. I don't have that yeah. nostalgia anymore. I'm all gone. The Royals, when they made their run, I was locked into that. So I was 15? Yeah. I definitely watched every pitch of that because they are my second favorite team growing up so close to there. Right. They were always so terrible, too, that it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, you could you could have two teams. And yeah. back in the day, you had an AL team and an NL team. Most people did. That's it's not cheering. really the case anymore. It's cheering for half the league, I guess. Yeah. Well, the Royals were so irrelevant that you didn't feel bad about it. Right. And then once they got up there, it was like, God, this is actually happening. So, no, this was fun. Yeah, thanks for doing this again. Yeah, thank you.
He's intern Aiden. He will always be intern Aiden. Hopefully he's still working here when he's 40 and we will still call him intern Aiden. And he is the man. We appreciate his, he's been a huge part of everything you see behind the scenes here at Iowa everywhere. Uh, I want to thank my friend, Pat Hoffman and all my buddies over at the uh, Steeple Ridge bourbon, lonely Oak distillery. Congratulations on the big award. It is very much deserved. And I would encourage you guys to go out and pick up a bottle today. For Aiden Wyatt, uh, hopefully we got him an A. My name is Chris Williams. Again, coming up on CW Pod, we're I'm working on some stuff with the Tupac mystery. I'm kind of on a wild goose hunt with uh, oh, with that author, that author. Yeah, well, we'll get something there. But we are going to have a Halloween episode coming up with real ghost hunters. Did you listen to the Ghost Hunter one last year? I didn't. It's phenomenal. I'll have to go back and listen. Phenomenal. It wasn't on Iowa Everywhere. It was the old CW pod and the old feed, but we're going to do something like that coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Where, and I and I do think one of the things we're going to do is I I think we're going to go on a hunt. So that stuff scares the bejesus. You don't got to go, Matt. But I want to go. Okay, because like it's still interesting to me. Well, if my, that makes sense. My buddy English, who does the theme song for Williams and Bloom on Cyclone Fanatic. He wants to go with me, and I, I want to take, like, cameras, and I want to, like, spend the night in these I will not spend places. the night. I'm not spending the night. Oh, but I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to be walking uh, around I'm with, not like, falling a lantern. Asleep there. Oh, I'm doing it. Yeah, because you know it's real. Yeah. Yeah. All these people <laughs> right. out there, you're so naive. How are you so naive? Pay attention. Open a book. Something. He's Aiden Wyatt. My name is Chris Williams. Thanks for listening to CW Pod, watching us here on Iowa Everywhere. Iowa Everywhere.